0: Okay. Good morning, everybody. If you don't know, my name is Ken Walter. You know, I've been, I'm an elder here at Pine Woods. I'm 70 years old. No, 71 years old. That's right. <laughs> where'd that year go, anyway? <laughs> and we're talking about Proverbs today. And we've been talking about Proverbs about probably about the last five or six weeks. This is the book. Oh, where'd it go? Oh no. Oh, oh. hold it. That's about seven slides ahead. <laughs> there we go. So we're talking about the beginning of wisdom. So I thought what we'd do is just do by way of review, we'd just go back and take a little bit of a review here. And uh, the book of Proverbs was written by King Solomon after uh, he had gone away from the Lord. Uh, God gave him great wisdom. He built great things. He did wonderful things. But the scriptures tell us, who are very candid, they said that his wives took his heart away from the Lord and he did many awful things. But he came back. And after he came back, he did. He began to take and teach the people. It says here, besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people. Does that remind you of somebody else who taught the people? Anybody? I'm going to talk really fast, but I am totally interruptible. If you want to interrupt me, just hold your hand up or you can just talk, interrupt me. It reminds me of Jesus. You know, it says, and when he saw the multitudes, in the very first part of the Beatitudes, it says, and when he saw the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and opening his mouth, he began to teach them. And so Jesus and his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. So the proverbs are not haphazard. They're things that are given with great care. And he sought to find words of delight, like apples of gold and pitchers of silver, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and uprightly he wrote the words of truth. And so uh, and it says that the words of the wise are like goads, like nails firmly fixed of the collection, collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. I thought that was kind of cool that, that he wrote them, but that they were given by one shepherd. Shepherd, Jesus said, "I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And I'm the, and I know my sheep, and my own know me. So those, so these sayings that we have, and Proverbs is, um, you know, it has some things that go along and have a theme. It seems like they have a theme, but um, and then other places they're just bullets. You know, boom, 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 boom. And uh, but it says that he laid them down very carefully, in in order for a purpose and for a reason. Some things I think are beyond." our understanding, unless the Holy Spirit takes and reveals them to us. There are kind of cool things, actually. Some things um, are beyond what we know. So, just a quick, by way of quick interview, quick review. We had uh, study one was an overview, and uh, wisdom involves knowledge. It involves knowing instruction and the words of insight. It's not theoretical, but it's practical. It's uh, You have to apply it. So, there's a danger in uh, that uh, James talks about it's uh, it says oh I'm not going to remember <laughs> James 2 anybody know that it says that uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank I should know this verse it talks about the um, about applying the word oh be not hearers only but doers of the word deceiving your own selves that's, that's a paraphrase it's close But we're to not be hearers only, but we're to be doers of the word. And Jesus said it in a similar way, said in the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. So they were to do good works, not to earn salvation because that's not earnable. It's a free gift. You know, and uh, the gospel in Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. And wages are something you get something you do. This is a really easy way to share the gospel, by the way. So everybody's a sinner, you know, and you can pretty much don't have to work on people to tell them that. But the free gift is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So the gospel is a, is a free gift. But I digress. <laughs> I get too far away. So um, anyway, um, so we need to apply God's word, and it talks about dealing wisely and prudence and showing discretion in what we say and do. Um, you know, the wise person carefully weighs things, and rather than acting on impulse, they take and they weigh them, and then uh, then, they, then uh, they don't regret the consequences. So it says in uh, Proverbs 1.5, a wise man seeks godly counsel. And it says in another place, in the, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So... How do you? Um, I think I talk about this later, so I won't go there quite yet. But uh, we learned. Um, well, I'll just say it because it sort of fits. But how do we get wisdom? Anybody know? What Deb says. My kids always used to hate this when I'd ask a question, but I already know the answer. <laughs> but you get. How do we get wisdom? We seek the
1: Lord. Uh, we seek godly brothers and sisters, community of faith, to give us wisdom to speak God's truth in our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: God's Word into our heart, learn it, hear it, read it, memorize it, meditate on it, think on it, is how you take God's Word. Basically, is a little saying, I learned you buy truth with your time. So you take and invest time every day. Spend time with the Lord, you know, and and uh, he wants to hear from you. It says, they, I love those, in Proverbs, actually, it says, I love those who love me and those who seek me early shall find me. In Proverbs 22 is where it says that. So those are, so we it takes and invest time, and actually, it's kind of embarrassing. I've been a Christian for fifty years, and I use a lot of verses, but it's just I haven't memorized very many verses at all. Just it, you might think that, but it's not not very much. So, all right. So, study two. We learned about lady wisdom and uh, folly from Proverbs chapter nine. Uh, both prepare tables. Both know uh, what a person's li- that a person's life is at stake. Uh, one path leads to life, and the other path leads to death. And you know Satan is alive and well. It says the thief has come. Jesus said this: the thief has come, but to kill and destroy. I am come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So you have the two paths: one is to an abundant life, and the other is to destruction. And Jesus said it here. Somebody want to read that verse up there? That one in the right? This one right here? And so um, it's kind of the, the principle of hydraulics, actually, is when there, things are restricted, there is, there is much uh, strength to do good, like a, like a bulldozer. You ever seen the, uh, the cylinders on the side of a bulldozer you know that raise the blade up and bring it down and things like that? When, you, when your hydraulic pressure is restricted to a very narrow line and a very narrow cylinder, there's tremendous pressure to do good. And it's the same way in our lives. That, uh, that when we, there as to be godly, to grow in Christ. And uh, again, we're not talking about sanctification here. We're not talking about salvation. We're talking about sanctification. There's certain things we have to do. For example, we talked about buying truth with our time. This is, <laughs> I'm talking to myself here. We need to turn the TV off, you know, <laughs> and take and buy truth with our time. And, uh, and grow in Christ. And uh, so the... Um, So anyway, enter at the narrow gate. And so that was what we talked about in lesson two. And then in lesson three, uh, we learned wisdom from the world. What is the key to becoming wise? And we talked about this already. Pastor Joel mentioned that uh, where no guidance is, the people falls in an abundance of counselors. There's safety. We can learn uh, from other people. And we have a tremendous opportunity. We have godly pastors. We have three pastors, four pastors here. But also, uh, you can learn from You can go on the internet and you can listen to, you know, many, many, many godly, you can listen to Charles Spurgeon, actually, (laughs) you know, preach sermons, you know, where they, I think they read them, actually, but, uh, but anyway, you have a tremendous amount of things available to us, and so we can walk uh, in the abundance of counselors there, safety, and then by truth, uh, tell it not also, wisdom, instruction, and understanding there, oops, I think i forward. So, we talked about uh, in lesson four, we talked about the fear of the Lord. Uh, there are two components to the fear of the Lord. The first, the first component is, is where you don't want to do anything that would cause, that would hurt God's heart, okay? Uh, and a good example of this is Joseph, where he took and said when he was, he was accosted many times by Potiphar's wife, and um, he took and he said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against the Lord. And that's the first component of the fear of the Lord. You don't want to do anything that would hurt God's heart. And uh, like David did when uh, Nathan confronted him, he said, you have given great occasion for the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. So the second component of the fear of the Lord is reverential trust. It's when, when you fear God, you do not fear anything else. You know, And so, um, The fear of the Lord or reverential trust of the Lord or faith allows us to take and to do things that we would not do, that are outside of ourselves, that we would not normally, that we would not normally do. Like, for example, King David, when he confronted uh, Goliath, said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God? (laughs) Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty brassy for somebody who uh, is a teenager (laughs) going against a huge giant. And uh, so and and also you see it, too, in fearing the Lord and trusting the Lord. And when Daniel took and he knew that the king had signed the edict, that anybody who prayed to another God would be killed, would be uh, executed. And so Daniel knew that. He said when he knows he said when he knew when the edict was signed, he took in and, and uh, he went to his window facing towards Jerusalem. He knelt down and prayed. And of course, they came and got him, took him to Darius, said this guy prayed in the law of the meat of the Persians that even the king couldn't change a law that he'd written. So Daniel, you know the rest of the story where he went to the lion's den. So um, anyway, also Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were also examples of this, of fearing and trusting the Lord. And also, um, all of it's, the rest of the story is in Hebrews uh, chapter 11. You know, so the great, uh, the great chapter of faith. And these are some of the things we talked about last time about uh, the fear of the Lord. And uh, it produces riches and honor in life. Jesus had it. Women who have this are to be praised. It says uh, the one... (laughs) Anyway, it says charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And that is a praiseworthy thing. Okay, and then uh, study five. uh, Does does Proverbs promise too much? And... um, the answer is no, because what did the angel Gabriel uh, say to Mary? He said, uh, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. And so, uh, but we are, trials do come and tribulations come and difficulties come in this life. And we're to count it all joy when we to fall into diverse temptations. Job said it this way, though he trust me, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And we're told in Proverbs my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, or be weary of his reproof. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves as a father a son, and he be delighted. So that brings us to wisdom beyond Proverbs. That was just a quick introduction, which is too, too long. So, all right. So, what I I'm actually very excited about this is I take in and study Proverbs, and is the connection of Proverbs to the New Testament. So I passed out some sheets and I'm going to break into several groups and I want you to take and to um, the instructions are here. Just this is just quick. Just look these verses up quickly. We're going to divide into groups. We're going to divide and conquer. And then um, we're going to take about 15 minutes or so and uh, just go through these sheets. Everybody got a sheet? Everybody got a sheet? They're on, they're on the chairs all scattered around here if you want. So we'll um, divide. And then what you want to do is you want to see the connection from the Old Testament to the New Testament in Proverbs. Okay? All right. So uh, let's see. We'll make this. Uh, this will be group A right here. Let's see. Oh, okay. You're going by Valerie. Okay. You're joining. Okay. We'll make this group A here. We'll make this group B here. Okay, group B, and we'll make this group let's see. Let's see, we'll make this group C here except for except for you young ladies and we'll let you join this group up here. How's that? Up here. Okay. This group. This is C. This is group C. This is and you're group D. Okay. You guys are group A, if I didn't say it before. You guys are group A? And then this is group B. Okay, And this is group C. No, group A is just doing, I've got it listed there, ABC on the thing. I just did not. That's oh, okay. Not I do that too. Yeah. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that organized. Not at all. So anyway, so. And if you have any questions, you can ask me. Okay. 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 Oh and also also you have the you have your sheet but there's also one other sheet in the back. If you, if you if you should finish early. Uh-oh. That one doesn't have it. Oh. If you should finish early, there's one extra sheet on the back with some questions if you just look at those questions. Yes, sir. Oh, you didn't get one? Oh. Did everybody's blank on the back? No. <laughs> well, just do the. I must have gotten some others that. Um, hang on. There's, there we go. There's one. I'll get some more. And B is two more verses on the back. Who, who had a blank one? Did you have a blank
2: one? Did you, is yours
0: blank on the back too, Ed? Yeah, yeah,
2: but we can, we can share. I got
0: another one. There's another, here, there's one right No, that's fine. Oh, nope, oh, okay. There you go. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> you might want to, you may just divide and conquer too. If you want to, just have set persons do each verse. You want to divide and conquer like that. I know this is quick, so. That's a good way to do it. got a little bit more time. Three, three minutes. (laughs) Just get as far as you can. Okay. About three more minutes. Get as far as you can. Just get as far as you can. This is great because I want to discuss it too. So Okay, it's about time to wrap it up. If you all would come back and it's about time, about time to wrap it up. One last thought, that's great. Okay it's time. I know it's hard to stop. It's like stopping a locomotive here. Huh? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have this responsibility to get the musicians back into the sanctuary. Oh, Thank you. There we go. Okay, everybody ready? Okay, here we go. (laughs) You got them all? (laughs) That's a good brainstorming session, wasn't it? They're coming, I told them. It's like herding cats. (laughs) Okay, select a spokesperson or a couple spokespersons if you want. Y'all want to, each one of y'all will will share then. It doesn't have to be everybody. If you don't want to, that's okay. I'll just leave that up to you. Or you, whoever's the boss. Okay, that'd be great. Okay, let's go. Um, Group one, do you want to share? You don't have to. You can just summa- you can just summarize. You can just you can just say, what is uh, the verse uh, two, Proverbs two, three, through six, what does that say?" Okay. Woo-hoo. All right. Okay. Quiet. Group one's group A is going to share.
3: So, in answer to how you would apply these proverbs two, three, through six, put down that you would apply it through prayer, reading the word. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm life mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so that one was a above but probably principally more of a now. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, Proverbs three, three through four, uh, how we would apply it would be it would be how we live, mm-hmm. uh, especially before Principally with humility and <laughs> obedience. Yes. And it was a now. And then 426 was um, how you apply it is to be intentional or purposeful. And we had it as a now as well. Mm-hmm. Many of those have an element of uh, not yet, too. principally hmm.
0: Principally now. Principally now.
3: hmm Put it into your heart, mm-hmm. and um, also to be a doer of the word, to live it and make it actionable mm-hmm. in our lives, and uh, we've checked off now as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. Thank you. That's that's very good. The um, excellent. Okay.
2: charge of your money, and we talked about how giving freely of our money is hard, but so is giving freely of our time, and for some of us, time is more of a struggle, and some of us, money is more of a struggle, But we talked about how both ways, it keeps us aware of, all of these apply to now, it keeps Mm -hmm. us aware of that we're not indispensable, that God is ultimately our provider, and, uh, and that we need to hold things loosely and be a steward of our time. Confess your sins to one another that you may be healed, and that the prayer of a righteous person is effective. not as it's working, and so that idea that we've got to be in a relationship with God in order to pray and have you know
0: have Him be responding to our prayers. As you went through this, did you see both principles taught—one in Proverbs and the other in the yeah. New Testament? They're like the same thing. Did you guys see that too, Steve? No, exactly. Yeah, they're taught yeah. in both places. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like they, or, or roach proverbs. <laughs> all it says is all scripture, all.
1: Yeah, this, is, this is a side note, but um, it's interesting to remember that in a lot of those ancient cultures, they were oral cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that still exists in Israel today. A lot of the scholars will memorize huge, huge chunks of the Bible. Um, hmm was studying Hebrew in Jerusalem, and his teacher was kind of quoting some things in Hebrew from the Psalms, and he quickly
0: figured out this guy had memorized the entire book of Psalms. In Hebrew? In
1: Hebrew. Oh. uh, And so he knew the whole thing. So it's not unreasonable to assume that some of the New Testament writers would have had, if not the entire book of Proverbs, So, again, it's very possible they could have memorized this whole book, if you know, or
2: huge chunk. Well, right. we still are. I mean, how many 70s and 80s and 90s era song lyrics do you all know? You know, I mean, we know a lot of, of words, and I think it's it's just whatever the culture values is what we have going on in our heads. All the mm-hmm. monks had all of the songs memorized. Mm-hmm. Uses trials to purify us, and it's the silver
0: and gold being purified in Proverbs, and then really again the same thing in the New Testament. So. Yeah. we did the last one. But That's okay. Know. That's great. Well, God takes us through things a lot of times to, to make us, because he knows what we need, and, and trials make us better and stronger. Like David, before he slew Goliath, slew the lion and the bear, and that gave him courage to say, Who is this Philistine anyway? <laughs> I don't care if he's nine feet tall. Okay, guys in the back, Group C. Very good by the way, this is all great. There's a lot of counter things, but when you discipline your children, we can tell our grandchildren, our our children and our grandchildren, when you discipline children, the way the Bible says, you give them the gift of self-control. You know, when you say stop, they go, ah, I better stop. (laughs) You know, you give them the gift of self-control. Are taught in once, The principle taught in Proverbs, principle taught in the New Testament, too. The next section is uh, uh, in 23 4.
4: Uh, it says, Don't people who want to get rich, they just want that
3: their goal to It says, Show some restraint. You don't have any restraints, that's all mm-hmm. you don't care about.
0: Very good. Yeah, there's a, a verse that I don't know it exactly, It it's just a paraphrase, but it says there is uh, a man that uh, maketh himself rich and hath nothing, and there is a man that maketh himself poor and has great riches in Proverbs. You know, and that's, I think that's where Jesus' teaching came from, where he says, go, sell all that you have, give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven. Very good, very good. Last group, Group D. Okay. Oh, Gary, I'm sorry. You had one more. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I skipped ahead. Go ahead. Go right ahead. No, no. Go. (laughs) No. Very good, very good, guys. Okay,
4: guys? Okay. Learn from your
0: mistakes. <laughs> I had it here a second ago. I mean, very hard to Yeah, we used to call it learn from your mistakes. Is there.
4: Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Don't count your
0: chickens with There's a lot of those sayings that come from Proverbs, actually haste makes waste, you know, and all those different things, but uh, we used to say about wisdom, there are two types of wisdom. There's the wisdom where you learn from others, and then the wisdom that you learn on your own, it's like, oh, I won't do that again. (laughs) A lot of those, oops, I do not do that again kind of things. Confucius is sometimes very confusing. <laughs> I don't know anything what he said. You don't worry about the things that you can't control and you don't worry about the things that are coming in the future. Okay. God's God in the future too. So did you guys see the connection between Proverbs and the New Testament? Yes? Is there some connectivity there? Okay. There's a, there's a lot of connectivity. More than I, I would tell you that there, I challenge you next week to see if you can find more things. But there is a ton of it. And actually here's one up here about Jesus. It talks so directly about Jesus. From Proverbs 8.22, it says, The Lord possessed uh, me at the beginning of his work, when the acts of old, ages ago I was set up at the first, before ever the earth was, and before the depths were brought forth. And then in Colossians, it says, And he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. And you remember the book of John starts out and says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same in the beginning was with God. And so you see it in Proverbs, you see it in Colossians, and you also see it in John 1 1. And click forward here, you see it in all these different things. If you go, I just thought of a few. I tried to think of as many as I could, but the things that are paralleled, it talks about the law. Much of the, much of, uh, of the Sermon on the Mount is talking about the law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. You know, Whoever looks on a woman to lust for her has committed adultery with her already in his heart and many other things about oaths and about anger and the like, about children. And uh, then uh, talks about wives, how that uh, in the New Testament it says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And so and all these different things, You will take and you will see, it talks about adultery in Proverbs, talks about adultery in the New Testament, and uh, so talks about the fear of the Lord in Proverbs, talks about the fear of the Lord in the New Testament. And as you all saw in many, many things, you saw the connection. Yes? So
1: the New Testament writers would be drawing from the Old Testament, so it's not a coincidence,
0: it's an intention. I think so, very much. Although, in Jesus' case, he raised the bar, (laughs) he really did. It wasn't, the, it wasn't just the action. It was the heart that he was concerned. So we have a couple minutes for questions. I'm sorry we've, I just talked too much. So, but you all did great. You all were awesome. Thank you very much for all your contributions. Does anybody have any questions or anything they want to ask? Or Okay. All right. Let me just close this in prayer real quick. Or better yet, Butch, would you close this in prayer?